Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you a wealth of analysis because I feel like not a lot happened this week, but a lot is going down. Hey guys, I'm Ramardia. My name is Brendan, and my thoughts are that this week, as I was finishing up the rewatch for the notes, I, I was like, everything happened and also nothing happened. Yeah, it like, certainly feels like that. Like, I feel like, yeah, this, I, I literally, I texted you, what, five minutes in to the episode, and I was like, what's happening? Because of the way that they cold open these episodes now. I have no idea. Like, I missed the first five minutes. I didn't know what's going on. Then I see Katie is talking to to Victoria. Um, I felt like I was thrown into the middle of the episode. Yeah, it was... Did you feel that way? It, it was a weird beginning, but, like, it's also... They skipped, like, just past hours of television. And other than Michelle's date... The dates were seriously the B plot this episode to the drama. The drama mm-hmm. was the A plot and the dates were the B plot. Yes. I just, I also am starting to feel like our Bachelor is a B plot. <laughs> like, I don't even know if he's the star of his own season anymore. Look, we, we, we have had people who have commandeered this season... And if you realize it, unlike good villains in the past, the people who have commandeered this season have negative shot of ending mm-hmm. up with Matt. I have as much I have as much chance of ending up as Matt's spouse in the future as Victoria or Anna or MJ. And he's never met me and I'm a dude. <laughs> One, you just made me snort laugh. Two, <laughs> I almost peed myself. <laughs> That is the most accurate thing that I've heard all season. <laughs> they could not. Like, you just got out of that limo instead of the other five girls they added this week. You <laughs> just got out of the limo and be like, y'all, let's see. We're, it's an even playing field. <laughs> I'd be like, look, Victoria, we have the same shot. <laughs> also, I think I have better. I bet I dress better than you. I was going to say. Because I don't know you what you're doing with the Michelin man coat. I'm not sure what you're doing with the Michelin man coat, but it's not working for you. I love how also um, they, there's people on Instagram that have been pointing out that they're like, why is her bra strap showing? Like, why is she <laughs> That's old? why she had to wear the coat, Ernie. She had to wear the coat because she's like, I don't, I'm all out of nice bras and I can't let the world see my bra again. I have to wear this. <laughs> Huge, it's ridiculous like a youth coat. Camp where they're like, Victoria, put this coat on. We can't have you showing that strap. <laughs> oh, geez, though. Honestly, Victoria, she keeps saying she like the producers want her there, obviously, because she stirs up drama. Um, but without Victoria, when she gets the boot, the inevitable boot, inevitable boot, what will the season be like then? Like Tasha's season. Okay, don't come for Tasha's season like that. No, I'm not. No, they they were genuinely, honest to goodness, four real solid contenders this Mm -hmm. season. And Matt, I think, given the opportunity, can be a good bachelor because he's asking good questions, he's making connections, and he's reassuring these women. 
So I think if you can get rid of the trash, then I think if you can get rid of the trash, and I'm saying that because she calls Sarah trash. Yeah, I was going to say she's like, trash took itself out. When you can, if we can get down to the point where we're being the headline, the season's being headlined by Rachel, Brie, Abigail, Michelle, Mm -hmm. then this season will be popping. We just have to get rid of the rest of these people. And unfortunately, there's so many people still left. And surprise, surprise, we've made five new additions, which one of them you did list, Michelle, which she's the only positive new addition. No, I like same thing. I really like Brittany. Okay, which one's which one's Brittany? Brittany's the uh, supposed escort. Okay, okay. Here's the thing: there's nothing wrong with her. She seems nice. I don't see anything wrong with her. Also, I like the like she kind of has a low raspy voice. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Okay, let's let's get into this. Ever since I was a little kid and I watched Ghost with Demi Moore, I was like, I. I just want a low raspy voice too. So anytime I get sick, I'm always like, yes, more status. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a stone status. <laughs> so yeah. my, my voice doesn't need to get any do- lower or raspier. My voice is fine how it is. I think it does. I think if anything, it could go up a little. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Mine can be low, but it's not like, it's not raspy. And when it's low and raspy, I'm like, oh, yes, I've achieved a new status. All that to say, Brittany, I don't see there's any, I don't see anything wrong with her. Um, and if anything, we'll I, get to this for sure. But what Anna, what Anna is doing is ridiculous. If anything, I commend her for handling it how she did. She mm-hmm. didn't scream at her. She didn't attack her. She goes, well, I'm not. And it kind of hurts that you would accuse me of that. It was, she was very calm. Because I don't know what I would have done if someone said that behind my back about me and then in front of everyone said, okay, can you set the record straight? This is what I've heard about you, aka also this is what I've told everyone about you for giving you the chance to defend yourself at all. Right. So you have the platform. <laughs> you right. have the floor. Right. I lost my mind. <laughs> Okay, let's st- let's start at the beginning because we're kind of jumping around a little bit at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, like this episode, the way that this all jumps around when you are watching it. Yeah, I mean a little bit. Uh, we start at the house. MJ, MJ, and Victoria are talking trash on Sarah for no reason, and Katie said she's gone. What's the point? And Victoria, mm-hmm. with her first, with her second good line of the night. Says she's going to do whatever the F she wants. Yeah. We're just like, oh, okay. So last week's Victoria, which was uh, palpable. Uh-huh. Which I didn't hate as, as much as I did the first two weeks. That Victoria is long gone. And the Victoria she, that I hate with a passion is back. Yeah, it was like she was slightly redeeming last week. Slightly. She wasn't horrible. Sometimes she shows a glimpse of being entertaining, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh no, you're just a terrible person. Yeah. Never mind. I forgot. And then the next thing we know, we're at the evening portion of the group date. I don't know what they did. I don't really remember who was there. 
I have no clue. Was this something that like what happened in the last week for just just for our listeners and for myself? Because I completely I feel like I woke up from a coma and I was like, wait, what? Last week we ended on Sarah leaving. Okay, so there there was so we should have had a group date. I have no clue what was going on. No just, clue just, at all. That's how they got four dates in this episode, because they just didn't show one of the dates. That is insane to me. I've never seen I've never seen an episode of The Bachelor in my time of watching. They have completely cut out a date, but still let you know that the date happened. Yeah, because we did the we did the evening portion. We did the after party. Right. Like I, I was like, what? And then they're like, oh well, Rose and Rose coming up. What? I but, don't know. Yeah. So, ugh. I, I I have no idea what's going on. No idea what's going on. I, I don't know. Uh, I just know that Katie and Victoria are having a conversation while the other people are out. <laughs> yes. Uh, MJ grabs him first, and they she kind of asks how he's doing with Sarah leaving, and uh, she says that he's here for she's here for him. How do you feel about MJ? I think she's a trash person. Mm. Listen, I don't want to be like those girls, but I don't like her. I thought I was going to like her. I did. I did too. I. She has significantly, she's taken a significantly dark turn. What happened was she knows she's losing. Mm-hmm. And because she's like, you haven't earned a time. What have you done? You've barely talked to him. You, Michelle's made a, made a better connection in 24 hours than you've done in three weeks, so maybe you should just see yourself out instead of being about it. All she's doing is complaining. Yeah, always constant. The constant with the complaining. And her her voice is getting louder and louder, literally and metaphorically. Like, in the house, her voice is getting louder and louder. She started complaining with Sarah, and now Sarah's gone. Now she's complaining about, well, we'll talk about it later, but her, it's like she's got a megaphone that, it, it's like she's got a megaphone and then every other, every other scene, they're like, here, do you want a larger megaphone? Do you want a larger megaphone? Do yeah. you want a louder megaphone? Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think it's sad though, because I thought she had at least potential for me to like her, for viewers to appreciate her. I think we could have, but it's. It's definitely out the window now. Yeah. Uh, he has a similar conversation about how things are going with Mari, who I still like. No problem with her. I yet. like Mari. And then he Bianca chat- Chopra, like I said, who's been doing a round of interviews for a movie she's been in. Now every time I see her, I'm like, hey, it's Mari. <laughs> no, wait. I still think that I see it more in Rachel. Okay, I can see that. I can see that too. So they're both Priyanka esque. Mari more with the confidence, but Rachel looks so much more like Priyanka. Uh, maybe. I mean, I can, I can see. I, can I, see. I think you could. I think you could ro- throw Rachel on the set of that ABC show she was on, and it might take a minute before people realize that that's not Priyanka Chopra. Ooh, you know what? I just thought about it. I just thought about what if Rachel was wearing like an FBI jacket. Right. Instead of <laughs> instead of having her hair straight, it's like 
ridiculously voluminous. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Okay. Yeah. It's like when, when you watch a pilot of a show and it's played by one character and then the next week it's somebody else. And then right. 10 years later, they're like, remember when this character was played by Anka, but then it was Rachel. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just like that. Yeah. I see where, I see where you're going now. I see it. But then he, uh, he chats with Abigail. I, I'm concerned for Abigail. I need Abigail to get a one-on-one. Uh, she hasn't had one-on-one yet, has she? No, I need I need her to like. I need her to get back in like the thick of things. Yeah, you're right because she. Here's the deal, though. A little bit about Abigail. She's been she's been throwing some shade in the house. She's been she's been a little. She's not fully aboard the shade train. I don't like on. She's kind of like on the sidewalk at the stop, like yelling, like kind of like is that. Like when's the next when's the next train? I feel like that's her. She hasn't officially hopped on, but she's ready to be a passenger. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, that would. That she's would... doing a lot of she's doing a lot of background laughter when comments are happening. I think there's a difference between that and like being a part of it, though. Mm. Because she may feel the same way, but she's not attacking anyone. No, she's not. She's not. That's true. She's not. So I'll give her that. And then he uh, he takes some time and hangs out with Piper. I like Piper. I think Piper's very pretty. Which one is Piper? <laughs> I literally do not remember. Every time you bring up Piper, I do not remember. Uh, like um, like kind of like a, a lighter skin tone, super curly hair. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, I just yes. I just threw up. Piper is sweet. Now I need to remember. I need to remember. Piper, Piper, curly hair, looks happy. Yes, she. Oh, she's really sweet. How did I get this far without knowing her name? Also, her last name is James. That that was her intro. She was like, her dad didn't want her to change her last name. That's right. And she thought this okay. made the most sense. Okay. Okay. Now I'm like really. And now I'm, okay, I'm all caught up now. <laughs> now we're on the same page? Yes. Okay, well, uh, then he talks to Chelsea. He, uh, she talks about how she used to struggle when she was growing up with uh, straightening her hair. She said that mm, she didn't yeah. ever want to leave the house without straight hair, and she's been straightening her hair since she was two. And then how difficult it is uh, dealing with, like being an African American woman with her hair, and then growing up in like a white area and a white school, and wanting to be like her friends. Mm-hmm. I love that the franchise is giving space for these very real conversations. Yes, I really do love that. Also, I was like, "Dang, girl, your mom let you straighten your hair when you were two. Okay, her mom had to be straightening her hair." Yes. But- <laughs> But I'm like, ding! Like, I didn't start getting those relaxers until, like, high school. Shoot. That's crazy. She grew up with it. Yeah, that's really early. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not. It's, like, real talk. It's not comfortable. Even when you get it professionally done, not comfortable. I've only had it professionally done. But, like, I don't trust myself to do it myself. And then I stopped, like, maybe five, six years ago. So... But for a child to get that, like, man. I mean, it doesn't burn, but, like, 
it does if you leave it in for too long. And I would not want to be a child and getting a relaxer. It just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that. But it doesn't sound like that would be a fun process. No, no. I'm all for natural. Or like she said, she shaves her head now. I am not going to shave my head. <laughs> I will not be doing that. <laughs> Uh, so now we cut back to the house. Victoria wants to to chat with Katie. I saw on Twitter that Katie posts posted that that she was exposed by her friend for having recently painted her nails, and that's why she was oh, awkwardly sitting saw- on the couch. I didn't see it the first time, but I saw the tweet. I saw the, her tweet, and then I saw it the second time. Katie's Insta, like. Katie's Instagram is hilarious. P.S. If anybody needs to follow her, at she's Vent at with Katie. Vent with Katie. I think that's what it is. Yeah, at, she's at Vent with Katie. Yeah. She's funny. But uh, Victoria, uh, she's gonna she's gonna run that same play that she did with Marilyn, where she tries to bully her into apologizing. That is the weirdest tactic, and it makes me so uncomfortable, Brennan. It makes me so uncomfortable. I've experienced it. I know that tactic. I have not used it, but I have been on the other end of it, and it is not fun. Well, uh, I think she learned that she was dealing with a different breed because she says, well, I would like an apology, and then Katie goes, you're not getting an apology. I of Katie. I love this interaction. Katie held her ground. <laughs> I was so funny that she laughed. She was I'm not getting an apology. She's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna apologize to you. And then she goes, Well, I was just trying to express my feelings and I have a right to do that. And she and Katie goes, There's a difference between expressing your feelings and calling people names. Yep. I just oh gosh. Yeah. I'm so proud of Katie for standing her ground. And also standing up for people that aren't there. Yeah. You know, it's one thing for them to still be there, but the girl is gone. Right. Come on. Yeah. And then Victoria says, in the worst insult of all time, uh, if you plan to come after me again, maybe you shouldn't. I'm just like, yeah. what? <laughs> what? Like, what? what? Okay. <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Like, Oh gosh. I just also love when she was like, what are you trying to achieve with this conversation? <laughs> conversation? And she's just like, like all she could do was just like scowl at her. I was like, girl, you have nothing to say. And oh. Katie did all of it with a slight smile and just like a carry on. Bye-bye. We don't need right. to interact. So uh, that's just kind of how it ends. Where <laughs> Katie says, okay, bye. Yeah. And uh, we cut back to the group date, and Chelsea gets the rose. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. as far as we can tell, that was the only real conversation he had. Okay, honestly, Brendan. Like, honestly, when he gave out that rose, too, I was like, wait, who else did he even talk to? What's happening? Like you said, the group date was irrelevant. They're just talking about how fun they and how much fun they had. I'm like, what did you even do? I was, so, I'm so confused by this i cannot take credit from this because this was calculated by a different podcast they mm-hmm. said that they started that group date at like four minutes and 20 seconds on his dvr 
and it was over at like ten and a half minutes, and there was like a minute and a half of Katie and Victoria. Yeah. No one cared. No one cared about that group date. And if I was on that group date, I would be so offended watching it back. Because <laughs> I'd be like, clearly no one cares what we did that night. Well, what's no funny, what's funny is, it. what's funny is I heard that Becca was on that group date. Wait, which one's Becca? Becca Kru- Kufrin. Oh. Wait! Oh! That's yeah. what they said. They said that Becca was supposed to be on that group date, and they just kind of didn't show it. What? I I cannot confirm this. This is what this other podcast said that Mecca was on that group date and they just didn't show it. So Homegirl's making back to back Bachelorette season appearances then. Hmm. Oh gosh. That's their, they're, they're trying to soften us to when they make her the Bachelorette again. Ooh. Do you think that? Do you think that? Until this, do we have a lot of good options? Because they took our best option and they gave it to gave her us anyway. Gave her gave her to us anyway. That's true. Because if you if you go back to Peter's season, Kelsey and Hannah, maybe they don't have. I don't think they have like the staying the staying power. I don't so think they have either, that. Unless someone like I believe, if Abigail does not win, and mm-hmm. she makes it to hometowns, I think she becomes our bachelorette. I think if Katie doesn't win. I think if Katie doesn't win and she makes it far enough, I think she could be a bachelorette too. But I And think I that. here's the deal. I love Katie, I do, but I don't think she's ending up with Matt. No. And I think if she makes it far enough, she would be a terrific bachelorette. Uh-huh. But I think if we don't She's already laying the groundwork for her for her fandom. Like people love her. That girl that girl's just being real. I feel like she's like, if I fall in love, I fall in love. If I'm just here, like for the time being, then I'm I'm gonna be here. You know, I don't, I don't feel like she's trying to be the bachelorette. I don't feel like she's trying to necessarily, like, maybe she's fighting for time for him. And I feel like she was earlier on because she kept crying every time she didn't get like you know time with him. And it was like, chill, Katie, it's okay. But now I feel like she's just letting the process organically happen, and yeah. it unfolds however it unfolds. But she's mm-hmm. just gonna be. So, I would love, as adorable as Abigail is, and as she seems really sweet, I think Katie is the next Bachelorette. I wouldn't be unhappy with either of them. No. No, I would not be unhappy with either of them. Uh, That kind of ends the segment, and we start the next segment with the cocktail party. Our conversation was more interesting than that group date. Yes. 100%. he talks to Piper first. Now and, I know uh, who Piper is. Yep. Yes. I remember that. <laughs> uh, he is impressed with her as a strong woman. And Piper says, knowing you have a strong mom makes me feel better because I'm a strong woman and I want to be with someone who's okay with that. Mm-hmm. And Matt has a strong mom. And so they're like, yeah, okay, well, you're familiar. And you're familiar with the ability of being someone being strong and independent and being mm-hmm. okay with that. Then he talks to Kit. I think he really likes Kit. I think he likes Kit too. I like Kit. I like I Kit. Like I, I, I wish that she got more airtime because do like her personality. However, though, we do have to be 
helpful kit not to hop on the again the like insulting mean train just saying she did she did one thing with sarah but other than that she's just been like slightly more connected than abigail but not really yeah like i feel like to be in the fashion world well connected already or not in new york you have to have an edge yeah and like i said my friend who is her her cousin-in-law says that she is the sweetest person in real life like the sweetest person she is super lovely and she doesn't necessarily come off as having that edge so the way that the edit is showing her and i guess i mean and also maybe maybe kit is like here like i got some sharp elbows like give me some time with matt you got to be like that the nicest girl has to be like that to to get time and now so it doesn't make her a mean person but i think it's funny that like i think there's another side to kit that yeah, you know I mean, is a lot softer look competition doesn't always bring out the best in everybody Mm-mm. but uh, yeah it hasn't it hasn't necessarily brought out like the worst no. in her like it's i, just, I it's, like it's her. a slightly it's a slight competitive edge and it's 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 good yeah um, but yeah i do think he likes her though yes agreed uh he talks to brie who he's obviously super into. Yeah, he's smitten with Brie. He keeps finding her. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Brie getting the, the random rose later. Yeah. For no reason, just because he wanted to. <laughs> uh, and then he sits down for a millisecond with Victoria before Chris, oh, before Chris <laughs> comes outside. And says, Matt, I need to talk to you. He looked, Chris Harrison, when he showed up, he looked like a, like, like Chris Harrison said, give him an Oscar for this performance. Like he came in, like he didn't really know how this was going to affect his life. He, you didn't even, you could have thought that some tragedy happened from back home. And like maybe Chris like he came to tell him that like Sarah's dad died or something. Yeah. Like he walked in and was like, hey, can I steal him for a second? Basically, like, like <laughs> but Chris Harrison pulled the ultimate. Can I steal him for a second? Walked him outside by the sidewalk and is like, "Listen, you're here to find love, right?" Surprise. <laughs> well, okay. I will. I do. I do have inside information on this. Okay. Nick Vile had Lauren Zima on, and as you know, Lauren Zima and Chris are together. Love, 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 love Lauren Zima. <laughs> and, so much. She's a, a host mentor to me, and she doesn't even know it. <laughs> and she she said on his podcast that that's, like, his, like, uncanny ability. Like, he'll, like, come to the house, and he'll be like, Lauren, can I talk to you for a second? And he'll, like, be super <laughs> serious, and he'll, like, take her into another room. She's like, he's like, tomorrow, can you pick up oat milk on the way home? And she'll be like, I hate you. And isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. I would die. <laughs> I could just like, that's what he's learned in 25 years of Bachelor Nation. How to say something ridiculous with a serious look on his face. It's crazy. But yeah, when he walked in, I was like, I like, I knew that the other girls were coming. We knew. They told us on the previews, new girls are coming. You know, we talked about it last week. 
But yeah, when he walked in, looking the way that he did, even I was tricked. I was like, wait, I thought this was the new girl thing. What kind of news from home? What is this? And then it was like, nope. Like there might as well have been like balloons that came out of the ceiling or out of the sky, whatever. He like was like, just, you know, made his announcement about like, here's finding love, here's limo. Right. Because Chris, because Chris had to know in the bottom of his heart that he was the only one who wanted these women. Oh, yeah. Matt did not want these women. Yeah, the women did not want these women, and we did not want this women, these women. Matt looked terrified. Because Matt, as Matt like, said... He might have vomited on that sidewalk because and as then Matt, it up and edited it out. Right. As Matt told Ben, I somehow ended the rose ceremony with more women than I started with. Huh? Poor Matt. Poor Matt. At like, least Tasha's it made sense because she was new. Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, these new women arrive. We get to meet Brittany first. Brittany is a uh, model from Chicago. And she says that she's here to make up for lost time. And then she makes out with Matt. Yes. A makeup kiss that I missed because I got up to switch over my laundry. Oh. Let's give us some breaks for that. Yeah, well, I know. Whatever. I, like, I didn't even know what happened until... They were talking about it later, and they were like, well, she did make out with him, like, within two seconds of meeting him. I was like, what? <laughs> and then Victoria, I towels that needed to be drying. And then Victoria goes basically running through the lobby, shouting there's more women. Victoria, she was Paul Revere in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> she was. The women are coming. The women are coming. <laughs> Oh, gosh, Victoria. I just love how she was so pissed at Chris Harrison for interrupting her literally mid-sentence. But uh, she comes in and says, hello, ladies. And then uh, she's, she sits down. And uh, Victoria says, so have you just been, so you're just a backup. And you're here now because some women have left. And she goes, no, they're saving the best for last. Which I'm just like, okay, we've learned quickly that Brittany is a lot quicker than Victoria is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because Victoria's default is to be queen, which we yeah. saw later on. Yes. Like, it's her, her default. And at, like, week, what, four? Now that's old. Yes. Dang. Uh, then, who's next? Uh, Michelle is next. She's a teacher from Minnesota. Um, any thoughts initially from Michelle? Not initially, no. No? So I was surprised at yeah. the way the episode But I had no, she was not a standout to me initially. And then we have Ryan, a dancer from Brooklyn. Dancer and choreographer one, from Brooklyn. Which one was Ryan? The other girls I literally didn't remember. Uh, she has not done anything yet, so I don't really think it matters. Oh, she's still there. Yes, <laughs> we only we only sent one home of the new five. Wait, I thought we sent two. Mm. -mm. <laughs> well, well. Next, we have Kim, the ICU nurse from Los Angeles, and I just felt <laughs> so bad because everything about her time there was so disappointing. She wasn't <laughs> she wasn't particularly attractive. Her dress was horrible. Her entrance was bad. Her entrance was bad. Everyone hated her. And then Matt sent her home. 
So she's just been sitting. <laughs> she's just been sitting. In... They had a quarantine for two, like they had a quarantine. This poor girl quarantined for two seconds on this show. No, no. But if they didn't, obviously they didn't bring her in late. They obviously brought her in originally in case mm-hmm. somebody failed. So not only was she there for the week's previous leading up to filming, but the entire time that they've been filming. So yeah. she's been there what? Because that's a what month? they've all been there, right? Those five, they've been they've been there for a bit. Probably, I would think so. Yeah, because I like I think it was Brittany that said she was so excited to meet him. Finally, like, a little bit about him, but like yeah, she'd been quarantining for a while. Yeah. So um, this girl, <laughs> this girl <laughs> is there for weeks, doing nothing, waiting to get on the show, and then she shows up. I don't know what happened to the entire front of her dress. But it was cut way too high and way too low. That like that's the confusing part about and then the pattern. The pattern. There <laughs> was too I'm... much going on and not enough at the same time. The whole she was a walking contradiction. I don't understand. I really really don't. And also like Again, I don't ever want to be like the women that are on this season. But what's going on with that hair flip, girl? Like, what's look, what's going on with that American Girl doll style? What's happening? Look, Kim had way too much time in that hotel room to come out looking and behaving the way that she did. That's the second time you made me snort laugh during this. She did. She had way too much time to realize, no, this is not the dress for me. This is trash. It is both hideous and way too revealing in the wrong places. No one wants to see your stomach, you weirdo. I don't. Hey, circa 2003, people wanted to see tummies all over the place. Well, it's 2021. (laughs) I, oh, God. If you notice... No one else had a midriff cutout. No one had a midriff cutout. Like, honestly, I here's the deal. I feel like everything about Kim was 2003. Like, now I think about it, like, yeah. everything about her was, oh, gosh, Kim. You're right, though. There was way too much time <laughs> for that to happen. She had no entrance. She had nothing to say, nothing to share, no plan. What I'm was her like, entrance? I don't even remember. I it. didn't even write it down. <laughs> it just, oh gosh, oh gosh, Kim. And then we ended with Catalina, the, the former Miss Puerto Rico, who wants to be <laughs> the queen in Matt's universe. And I was like, I, I look, I just want to start this statement with, I hate Victoria as a person. I hate everything about her. Mm-hmm. But I was giddy seeing her come out of that limo. With a crown on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Victoria's going to lose her bleep here. And she sure did. <laughs> you saw her face when Catalina walked in. She goes, Catalina, come over here. I want to meet you. I'm just like, she doesn't want to meet you. Walk no, away. Walk she away. She does not. She does not. Don't fall. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Uh, she goes over. And uh, she goes, are you a form or something? And she goes, no, I'm just the queen of this place. And she took her crown off her head. And, like, the other girls, like, obviously they're not laughing in support. Right. They're laughing in just amazement that this right. person is allowed to live this way in this world. And the way 
you could hear the collective oh <laughs> like those girls were like oh no victoria oh gosh. and you know just like victoria aren't you elsa tonight elsa doesn't wear a crown she goes oh that's right, right. and then she puts the crown on the table ernie she puts on the, the crown table. on the table like that that was even more i was more offended by the fact that she put it just on the table like, whoever the, said that i don't remember who it was but they were probably thinking just give her the crown back right i think that's why they said it that's why they said it because they were like like listen you don't need to be this you don't need to be this right now and you're right how is a person like that allowed to just walk around being that did you see that she was on good morning america on tuesday oh good lord no and she she says that she got a bad edit and the people That's in the nice. house, the people in the house knew her jokes were not malicious. They were just put in a bad place. I'm just like, but you still <laughs> called someone the dumbest hoe you've ever met. And you still, you still said trash took itself out. And you still told Brit, you still said about Brittany, she's a slut whore, a slur. Mm-hmm. And you didn't say them to them. You said that to a producer and a camera. Right. You, that's you not, didn't look at Kelly that's and not tell a bad her. edit if you said the things. You can't you can't tell me words. everyone knew your jokes were jokes when you told a producer and a camera that Catalina was quote the dumbest ho you've ever seen. It's yeah. And then you said them and then to the same producer and camera, said to them collectively, what's up with all these random hoes? Now, unless they took words from different, all of her different sentences that she's spoken out and sliced them together, that's not, that's not a bad edit. That's you just living a bad life. That's <laughs> you being a bad person. Yes. My goodness. She's the worst. And I, I try not to. I have failed a lot so far of this. But I try not to make decisions about someone's personality based mm -hmm. on the show but i am standing by my statement here anna and victoria are straight up bad people yes i think mj is not a good person but i think she's jealous and unraveling but i think yeah, anna she's and victoria not are as straight bad up, but she's not a good person but i think anna and victoria are straight up bad people uh-huh and i think that anna I think that Anna is one of those bad people that takes a bit for you to actually see that she is who she is mm -hmm. um, because she smiles in your face, that weird smile. But like, I think that, yeah, she's definitely proving the fact that she is someone who talks behind your back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also oh. tells you that she accused you of these things to other people to your face. Oh, gosh. But uh, Matt comes back. He is shook. Mm -hmm. He's just like, hey guys, you could tell he just wanted to go home. Like he was like, okay, like I just want to go back to my my suite. Thanks guys, thanks for coming. He wanted it to be over. Yeah, but uh, he he says, all right, well let's get this over with. I guess basically is what he said. Mm -hmm. And he goes to talk to the night portion. He goes to talk to Victoria again, and because she was like, can we? Finish up our conversation outside. Yeah. And uh, let me get to where I was, where that is in the notes. And I mean, not a whole lot happened here. He talks to all the women. The original women 
are very upset. The new women are just like, I didn't decide to come in when I did. I was forced to me is the fact that they were talking, the OGs, as they call themselves now, were talking about the new girls as if they weren't there in the room hearing it. Yes. Like, that's what was very interesting. And like... They weren't hearing it, which had to be the most uncomfortable thing. And it's a special breed of person who can talk about someone while they can still hear you talking and that person doesn't care. That That's a special breed of a human being. And also, like, they made that choice. Yes. Like, they then chose... Her and said, We're not trying to make you feel bad, but... But, like, they chose to show up three weeks late and interrupt the relationship forming process mm-hmm. and also like be three weeks behind the eight ball. Like no one was right. making that. They didn't No one in that situation. would be like, yeah, I'm going to actively put my, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to com- compete with 37 other 32 other women for this man's love, but I'm also right. going to show up three weeks late and make myself hated. Have to play catch up have to disrupt the process you know no they didn't choose that no so why hate them but this is when anna starts to uh who does she talk to first but she talks to somebody and yeah, it uh, wasn't victoria no it wasn't victoria first i don't remember who it was i, I think it might have been brie but i'm not 100 percent sure mm-hmm. but she says that she recognizes uh she recognizes Brittany mm-hmm. and that they're like, okay, do you see her as a threat? She goes, I, do I see her with Matt? No, but I don't think she's a good person. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is she's like, I recognize her, but then she goes on to say that people have messaged her to say, watch out for this girl. So what, what, I was kind of confused. Did they message her about the bachelor did they message her just in real Chicago life, everyday dating to I've, watch for this girl? What Nick suggested on his podcast was that they run in similar circles where they're not, they don't know each other, but they have friends that overlap. Mm-hmm. And Anna talked about being on the show. And in this other circle, Brittany talked about being on the show. And the friends they had in common warned Anna about this girl. Okay, because I was I was confused about like what exactly she was talking about when she's like they told me to watch out for this girl, but then she's like, oh, I recognize her. So she act it was like she acted like she hadn't gotten the messages and then says she got the messages. So of course, if you're not you're not just recognizing somebody, you've heard about them because you heard that they were maybe coming. Yeah. Like if I say I recognize somebody, it's like a. I know that person from somewhere. Like, she knew who she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Recognize her. She's probably like, I I know who she is. And uh, that's basically... The rest of the conversations were either getting to know these new girls or trying to talk these other girls off the ledge because they were furious that these other girls were here. Mm-hmm. And then we... Uh, 
we start our rose ceremony. Yeah. We have roses for uh, MJ, Piper, yeah. Bree, Maggie, Michelle, Mari, Ryan, Kit, Serena, Abigail, Katie, Victoria, Lauren, Brittany, Justinia, Anna, and Catalina. Sending Kayla, Kylie, and Kim home. I just, I. I'm sad about. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just. I was just going to say. I was surprised Kayla went home. I was too. I really was because she started out. She didn't have a strong start, but she had like a firm start. Yeah. I remember her. I remember North Carolina. I remember the truck. I remember her slight Southern accent. You know, I really, I really liked Kayla. I did. And so, like, I was sad that she, her screen time dwindled a bit. Yeah. I and think so she, it was kind of like, you felt like she was kind of out the door, but I didn't think it was going to be this week. I think she had the connection and that's all she had. Mm-hmm. I think once she, once she pulled her, we're both from North Carolina and we love sweet tea trick. Mm-hmm. I think that was the only trick she had. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she was up on the island though. There's no, something about either. her. Do we want to uh, break here for news and notes? Yes. News and notes. News and notes. All right. Uh, well, last week on the Zaria podcast, just as it was breaking, we discussed Clarendale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, I got a, I saw on Facebook, a post from Spilling the Rose Instagram page where they screenshotted the girl that apparently has been gallivanting around New York with Dale when Claire's not in town. Yes. Oh, Her gosh. name is... Eleonora Sarugo. She is, and he was partially right because I remember way back after her season, we, I'd sent you some rumors that he was cheating with this blonde woman. Yeah. But it was a real estate agent. She was like, no, that's my real estate agent. Mm -hmm. Well, she is both. Yes. She is both his, his girlfriend when Claire's not in town and also his real estate agent. Oh gosh, it's so shady. So uh there is that. Apparently uh they were spending a lot of time together when Claire was I guess in Sacramento with her mom. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's something. I mean, she's very pretty. She is. Yeah, she's really pretty. I'm not going to deny that. At least, like, I don't know. I feel like there's a difference between, like, liking some, you know, there's, like, maybe he likes that girl, but he's also, like, trying to figure stuff out with Claire. But, like, mm, that's, like, oh, deal. That's, ugh. I heard a rumor that they broke up in November. So then what is all of this, these Instagram posts that they were doing? I don't know, because they were, I heard that he was, they were supposed to be on a podcast together in November. Mm-hmm. 
and then randomly the day before they canceled. Hmm. No explanation. And then not long after that was when she unfollowed Dale's cousin and Dale's cousin unfollowed her. That's right, because that was right around New Year, right? Yeah, I think that happened. I think that was closer to Christmas. Also, let's talk about how Christmas and New Year feels like four years ago to me already. And it was uh, it was four weeks. Right. I realized, like, you guys can't see this, but I, I recently moved. I realized today I've lived I lived in my new apartment for four weeks now, and that I feel like I've already been here six months. <laughs> it's been so, a long month. Yeah, twenty twenty has messed up my timeline. I feel like Dale, Dale and Claire were together and broke up at least 10 years ago. <laughs> Not the breakup, but the togetherness. Yes. Her season was forever ago. And also, uh, Juliet Littman on her podcast, Bachelor, Par- Bachelor Party, had to apologize because she thought Claire and Dale would well outlast Zach and Tasha. Okay, I'm offended. Well, not, not because of Zach and Tasha, but because... They had made a such a mess of that season mm-hmm. that they would do everything it took to make it work. And I think Claire would have, and Dale was done, so that's why he made that statement. Dale was done the minute that she asked him to leave that show. <laughs> Dale was trying to stick around and get to know her more. Like Dale, The Dale and Claire situation seems weirdly adjacent to the Colton Cassie situation. Where the lead, where Claire was much more into Dale than Dale was into Claire, and Colton mm-hmm. was much more into Cassie than Cassie was into Colton. But I feel like I feel like Cassie. Well, she did try to leave. She did. She did she leave. Did, she was like, "I gotta go." <laughs> and what do you when you're on the show as a contestant? What are you supposed to do when the lead, who is essentially in charge of the show? Hmm tracks you down either when the season is still in full swing or after you've left Mm -hmm. and wants to just be together with you. Right. Cause what was, I don't even, what was her for leaving? Was she just like not ready for proposal? What was it? I guess I don't, I don't remember. I think she just, yeah, I think she just wasn't ready to be engaged, which is why they just dated for a year. And then he stalked her for a while. As one does. <laughs> As one does after they break the year, up. After the year of dating, then someone, you never know who, turns to stalking. It's like the natural progression of things. Yeah. You turn into <laughs> uh, tracking, not? putting tracers on her car. And right. pretending that you're pretending to be someone that's receiving death, uh, death threats and hate messages from yourself to bond with your ex. That is crazy psychological lawn order stuff. <laughs> have they just completely erased him from Bachelor Nation? I, I feel so. like they have. I think so. Man. Man. That took a turn. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I've got to bring this up to you, Ernie, but and uh, other uh, Bachelor Nation news, Oh, Bachelor Nation adjacent news. Uh, the winners of Listen to Your Heart, Chris and Bree, have broken up. Oh, that's who that was. I saw on, uh, because that's one that I never watched. 
never we didn't even do recordings about it like oh no we were going to and then i just never watched it <laughs> that's what um, happened yes but so so they were the main ones they were the winners the winners they didn't they come on last season and sing a song they did they sang for dale and dale and claire after they got engaged Oof. well before oh, they got engaged and they won on one. that's some bad juju there but apparently the rumor <laughs> they've said that they are still planning to tour but I don't have any interest in seeing a formerly together couple sing love songs together. Exactly. Because I'm no. going to be honest, they weren't the best singers. And they weren't the best group, but they were obviously the most in love. Uh-huh. If there was a group, they're like third on really? the list of actual musical talents in that show that I would wanted to see in person. So the whole, the main attraction for them is just because they were in love and people would, would want to see them. Yes. I would want to see that connection on stage. But if they're no longer together, you can consider me, you can consider me checked out. It's like a different, I feel like it's different with um, like bands like Fleetwood Mac where they had like this Big falling out. Everyone was together. Everyone broke up. You know, it was insane. But Rumors was the best album they made. And, like, the drama behind the scenes was crazy. But you still want to go see Fleetwood Mac, even though you know no one is necessarily romantically involved anymore. Except for, like, the, the McBees. I don't know. Anyway, so, but it's different. Like, this couple was together because of a love show. Yes. Now it's like, why does anyone care? Imagine if like Fleetwood Mac, the only reason Fleetwood Mac was awesome was because they were all in love. Mm-hmm. And they just stopped being in love. Yeah. But now do yourself a favor. Matt and Rudy, they do a rendition of Shallow. Mm-hmm. Chills. Really? Sometimes, sometimes, Shallow. Sometimes I just go and listen to it again. Really? Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Because so Shallow, Shallow gets me, man. That gets me. If they come to town, I'm like, I'm going. Okay. And they're together? No. <laughs> but, okay, she still likes him a lot. He was, like, iffy on her. Ugh. So that's okay. why they didn't win, because he at the last minute pulled out before oh. the final. Hmm. This is very interesting. Slash, I hope they never make this show again because I don't really care. (laughs) It was... There were some kinks that they need to work out for sure. Like, are they focusing on love or are they focusing on music? I don't really know. They're just trying to do both. They're like, are you good at music and can you be in love? Then you get to win. I don't know. But, look, I would would watch the series again if they fix some of the Not everybody can be June and Johnny. That's true. Sometimes you have to... Sometimes you have to be John and Yoko. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, and then the last, <laughs> the last Bachelor Nation news and notes we have, uh, according to CBC News, which I believe stands for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, mm-hmm. has uh, has what's the word that I should be using? I I don't has, know. Has like re- reported. Thank you. <laughs> The word I'm looking for is reported. I don't don't know this news. Has reported that 
the Jasper Park Lodge, which has nearly 450 rooms, was fully booked from for nine weeks from February through April. Oh, yes. And I do not believe that any group other than The Bachelor, I mean, or at this point The Bachelorette, would want to be rent 450 rooms in Canada starting in February through April. I believe, unfortunately, I do believe, unfortunately, that whoever our bachelorette is, her swimsuit time will be limited. Uh-huh. Also, though, don't they have a bachelor show in Canada? Well, this was... their bachelor. <laughs> well, they're reporting that the show produced by Disney-owned ABC Television Network is entering its 17th season. Okay. And this, is, this was learned by the National Post. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So okay. they will be filming over nine weeks at the luxurious Jasper Park Lodge. Nine weeks. This nine is a in Alberta, Canada. I can't imagine myself getting engaged after knowing someone for nine weeks. <laughs> and an entire nine weeks being in a country where you don't live. Right. That really puts it into perspective. Nine weeks. I worked out for Tasha, and she it, had less I than mean, nine weeks. I mean, it did, but Tasha, Tasha took her time. Tasha's taking her time. You know, they're getting to know each other, buying some sneakers, walking around town in their cute masks. So yeah, that they are. Uh, oh, what? Wait, were you done with your? You yeah, know? I'm done. I was just gonna get back in, but do you have notes? Well, we didn't talk about the fact that. Also, in the Dale and Claire saga, though, aside from him being allegedly cheating on her before they broke up, but then there's this whole, like, joint statement debacle. Oh, thank you. Well, apparently, the message that has been put out by Dale that was signed was not the Mm -hmm. original message. Right. The original message was that message, but as a joint statement, and then was removed and then reposted as a him statement. And then Claire posted this saying, I was aware, made aware of a quote, mutual statement at the same time you all were at the same time you all were. So I've needed some time to really digest this speaking for myself. My intentions with this relationship have always been very clear. So the truth is I am crushed. This was neither. This is not what I expected or hoped for. And I'm still trying to process this. 2020 was one heck of a year with COVID battling severe anxiety post-show, balancing a public new relationship all while slowly losing my mother. It hasn't been ideal circumstances, but that is the life, that is life, right? I have been looking forward to the light of the end of this tunnel. Our relationship, our relationship was not perfect, but I can say that I am genuinely invested with all of my heart. I may not have all the answers, but I do know this. I will continue to show up, stand by my word and be committed to love. XO Claire. Uh, don't show up, Claire. Don't show up anywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't I don't show up anywhere where I can see you. Right. Uh, but yeah, so Claire is clearly like, hey, I was blindsided. But then did you see Dale's post? I think it was yesterday. No. Um, Dale shared on his Instagram um about how he did not blindside her. How it was just, he was like, I love her. 
I love her enough and respect her enough to be clear about my feelings. And so it wasn't just an overnight thing. And so then he was just like, hey, I, um, it's been really hard. My friends and my family have been ha having to carry me through this time. You know, it's easy to think one thing when you see somebody on Instagram than when really they're clearly feeling the other. Um, but yeah, so Dale is like, no, Claire, this was an upline side. This has been going on. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it was it was it's a weird situation all around. Good thing they didn't get married. For sure. Just good thing they didn't get married because then this or would have be kids. A terrible. They this would have been a terrible divorce. Oh, that for we sure. Have to watch. I wouldn't have watched. Uh, let's get back to the show. <laughs> uh, Chris comes in the next day, drops off a date card for Mari, Bree, Abigail, Brittany, Catalina, Maggie, Anna, and Victoria. Mm -hmm. Then we cut over to Matt's place where Ben comes to talk to Matt. And, uh, oh, Ben. Ben Higgins. And uh, good old Ben Higgins talks to Matt about the stress of how to balance establishing new relationships and also uh, having relationships that have already formed. I love that Ben, when he introduced himself to the girls, it was as if, like, Hey guys, you probably don't know me. <laughs> he was like, it's been a minute, but once upon a time, I was the bachelor. I'm like, Ben, who doesn't know you? And if they don't know you, I feel like he's stayed relevant enough. Yeah. You know, but I love how I do appreciate how um, modest he is, though, yeah. that he's not mm -hmm. assuming that these girls know who he is. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to blow through this date because it kind of sucked. Um, yeah. Uh, they're going to do an obstacle course. They're going to uh, kayak themselves across the lake in a giant pumpkin. Then My they favorite have... part was Maggie. Yes, poor Maggie, who, <laughs> who should have been smart enough to know that she isn't going to move anywhere with as little water as she was pushing. I love how they made it look like they let her <laughs> just float out there until nighttime. You know they were like, all right, Maggie, come on. You don't have to go on this date. <laughs> All right, Maggie, can you get back in your in your kayak and just spin around a little bit more so we can make it look like you've been out here for hours? <laughs> but uh, then they uh, go put on a squirrel costume and find their nut. And then they get, then they run across a balance beam and put the nut in a basket and then race to the finish. Oh, we didn't talk about the fact that um, Anna hid Brittany's nut. Yeah, because she's the worst. We, we discussed she found how it she's and the she worst. She hid it, and then poor Brittany is like, I couldn't find mine anywhere. It's because she's the worst and she sucks. Uh, mm -hmm. Mari wins, and they apparently had a, the big prize, I guess, was the uh, was the lame trophy. Yeah, because they didn't know. Gone are the days where it was obviously a given if you win something, you get more time with the lead. Yes. It's like, oh, it could be more time. It could be something dumb. But it could be it more time. It could be a trash trophy time. nobody wants. Yeah. But uh, then it's just kind of over. They go to the after party. I thought it was interesting. Matt grabbed Anna first. Anna didn't ask. Matt grabbed her. Oh, he did? Yes. He said, and he looked at Anna, who, who was to his side, and he said, do you want to go chat? 
and they go I first. I don't know what that was about, but I thought it was weird. And they chat, mm-hmm. nothing of it. Uh, Brittany tries to interrupt, and Anna tells her, can you give her five more minutes? And then Anna's like, oh, Matt's like, okay, well, what did you want to talk about? And she's obviously, like, distracted because of how much she hates Brittany. Also, I don't feel like Anna had anything to talk no, about. she didn't have anything to say. No, she didn't. She didn't have anything to say. Yeah. Like, she just wanted to be there. That's all. Yeah. And then eventually Brittany takes over. Uh, we see Anna talk to Victoria. And that's when uh, Anna lets us know about the scandalous news that she has on it with Brittany, suggesting that people have told her that she entertains men for money. Which I would like to say, I would like to say this is a fact. If she does not have sex with these men for money, it is not a crime. You're just paying to be a friend. Okay. That's number one. I do I do see your point. That is very true. That is very true. Because also... Like, <laughs> I'm not going to drop any names, like people on the show, but <laughs> actually I don't remember their names. But Instagram is a funny, hilarious, and weird place where sometimes a lady will get messages, aka myself, from <laughs> who is like, <laughs> I will pay you $3,000. What did he say? Is it $3,000 a week for your company? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. He opened the message and said, delete. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I brought it up to a friend and he was like, wait, so hang on though. All you have to do is hang out. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm just like, dude, if you just want to chill for $3,000, I'll chill with you. <laughs> and he was like, I'll, that's exactly what he said. He was like, I'll go hang out with him for $3,000. And he was like, but all you have to do is just go hang out and watch TV. Like what if he just like wants to like, what if he just wants to like go to, I don't know, Pickleman's and get a sandwich. Or look, if he wants to be like, look, you're a dude. I'll, I'll give you half. I'm just like, that's fine. <laughs> it was so funny though. But so all that to be said, there are those, there are those things, which is hilarious, but you're right though. If somebody were to just like hang out, it's not a crime, which I did not do. Just just full, full disclosure, if, I did not do. If an old rich man is going to a gala or an art opening and he wants to bring an attractive 23-year-old model with him and he gives her $500 to spend two hours with him at this thing and pretend like they're together, who, who cares? That's not I illegal. Mean, that's true. That's true. And I didn't think about that. But you're right. So, but Anna obviously planting this seed is insinuating that something like nefarious activities she, are going on. He, she's she's insinuating that she's a streetwalker. Yeah, like homegirl is straight up being like that girl is getting paid to play. She she is insinuating that she is in fact a hooker. Like that is so fundamentally not okay. Yeah, like, I mean, wow. For you to say that to other people, but not only are you not just saying it to other people, though, you're saying it to the entire nation. Bachelor Nation, which is made up of, like, 
more than the country itself. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, like Bad Dreams Nation is huge. So you're saying that to a full television audience. Yes. So it's not, it's no longer just the person you're talking to. And for that to happen, like that is so calculated and disgusting and I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't, I yeah. can't with her. Uh, we're gonna cut back to the house real se- quick for a second, where uh, Michelle gets a one-on-one date card. Now back to the things that are interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't care. I can't do it. Uh, Matt talks to Bree, and once again, palpable. Yes. How much he likes her. Yes. And for whatever reason, based on nothing that she had done that day, she gets the group date rose. I was wondering. I was like, what is this the, like, what is happening? This, this group date rose screamed. It's just because I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Like he literally was just like, here's a rose. I'm thinking maybe she's uncomfortable because there's more girls in the house and he just want to be like, Hey, you're still my favorite. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But clearly, he's he's got the hots for Brie, though. He yes. remembers her. Because she was the first the first one-on-one, right? And the first girl out of the limos. Oh, that's right. So, But interesting, he didn't give her the first impression rose. I think he got... I think he got the lowdown. That you don't give the girl, your favorite, the group, the first impression rose. But the girls do. See, that's what so different about the bachelor versus the bachelorette because the bachelorette gives her group date rose or her her um oh what is it first impression yeah it's like solid so i don't, I don't know. know except for Tasha, spencer was here today gone tomorrow <laughs> that's the truth <laughs> uh then matt leaves and then Anna talks to everyone, talks to Brittany about this accusation in front of everyone and basically says, hey, I'm telling people that you were accused of being an escort. Are you an escort? State your case. <laughs> and she goes. What did she think she was going to do? What if she was an escort? Was she going to be like, hey, guys, actually, I am. <laughs> and then her title changes from model to model slash escort. Like, what? what did she? Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't get over how crappy that must have felt and then she gets genuinely and rightfully upset mm-hmm. and saying this is really like this is super unnecessary because she knows what this could do to her life mm-hmm. she's accused to being of being a hooker on national television mm-hmm. uh, uh victoria said uh britney says this is making me really, really uncomfortable then Vic- and victoria um, as as good with words as Victoria is, she says, okay, then leave. Whew, like that, see, that just, she makes me so uncomfortable. This, everything about this, and like I told you before we started recording, everything about this interaction, this exchange, gave me like girl world PTSD. I straight up had a nightmare that girls came to me not even the girls in this house, I don't even know who these women were, came to me, sat me down and said, you said something insulting and I'm offended by you. <laughs> it sounded like Victoria and Anna. And I remember sitting there and being like, okay, just tell me what it was. And then they 
went on and listed a bunch of things, but it felt very much like this interaction. Like I, I'm honestly having trouble watching this season because of stuff like this. I don't know if any of you guys are either, you know, but like, it just grosses me out. I just feel like they're bullies and we're just watching a bunch of bullies on TV now. Yeah. For entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we get to the next day. A couple of the girls are talking about what happened the night before and the accusations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justinia, Justinia reminds us what I just said, that clearly just just spending time with men for money is not a crime. Mm. And then we go straight to Michelle's date. Uh, they're going to go on an extreme scavenger hunt. Uh, and they go ziplining. Mm-hmm. And then they have to pop balloons to find the next clue. And they say at the same time how many kids they want. They both want three. Yeah. And then they go in a, and then they go make out in a hot air balloon, while the other girls watch with their binoculars. I did think that they were cute when after she beat him on the zip line. Yeah, that was that was a cute that was a cute time for them. Yeah, their chemistry was yeah. like very familiar. Did you know that one Michelle was a D1 college basketball player? I just found out today. I did not know. She, I, I heard her stats on another podcast. They were impressive. Yeah. Career okay. high 38 points in, the, in one game with zero threes. Oh. That's very hard to do. I know nothing about college basketball. <laughs> Which is why I'm letting you know 38 points in a basketball game with no three is hard to do. <laughs> She did not shoot a single three. All of those were drive through the hoops and free throws. So good for her. Wow. Uh, I I thought it was funny how we see, uh, I don't remember who it was. Oh, it was Serena who makes the comments like, could you imagine your first makeout with Matt being in a hot air balloon? And she oh, goes, I'm yes. sorry. I don't know why I said that. And then she's like, but can you imagine? <laughs> that was funny. That was enjoyable. <laughs> I really, I was glad that that moment reminded us how fun and playful Serena is. It's like, in case you forgot the date last week, here's who this really bubbly, fun person is. Yeah, she's great. I really like her. Yeah. Uh, we get a date card for Katie, Piper, Serena, Jacinia, the other Serena, Abigail, Rachel, and Kit. And then we go back to the evening portion of their date where they're having dinner in a car museum. Yes. I don't know why, but that's where I they are. I really don't understand why. But, but uh, she talks about why she got an education, and it was to uh, help people every day, and how she doesn't always feel it, but she knows she's making a difference. And she, we, for the second season in a row, discuss a topic of interest. And I was just floored that The Bachelor is having two seasons in a row where they're having two either mixed or outright African-American people discuss their their personal struggles with an ongoing situation. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I know it's Bachelor, Bachelor Nation being like, hey, we know that we haven't been, like, very aware or inclusive or diverse in a long time, so we're just going to you know, probably let a conversation that may have happened previously 
and they just cut it out because they were like, it's too serious. Um, or they're also acknowledging the fact that they're like, hey, we're going to let this freely flow and encourage this kind of conversation now because of the day and age that we're in. I mean, it's about time for sure. Um, but yeah, the, you're right though. Back-to-back seasons where we get to hear the specifics of the way that today's events and you know today's world affects them. Yeah. Uh, she talks about how she is a teacher in the Minneapolis area. And how hard it was to not only discuss these situa- this, the events with her students, but also be doing it virtually and not be able to be there for them physically. Mm-hmm. And then they bond over their shared um, hard work with, stu- with underprivileged kids. Yeah, which I, I really liked that. I thought, I like how serious the state was. Yes. How um, invested it was of mm-hmm. like, here's who I am. Yeah. You know, it hit all of those. It reminded me of, um, okay, so Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes, Brennan. Um, so Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, though, famously went on a blind date and got to know each other. And the way that they connected, though, was because of their shared love of wanting to help and serve the world, you know, with their philanthropy and their humanitarian efforts. So... I think at its core, like when when two people are really into that and really that's a that's like a key part of who they are. Like that's something that really does bring people together. Yeah. I mean, look at them. Look at them. And Marco. <laughs> look at them doing 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 work. <laughs> uh, they kiss in a car, and he gives her the rose. Obviously. Mm-hmm. The next day, Brittany and Katie are talking about the rumors, and Katie tells her, yeah, this is a pretty vicious place, and I'm sorry that that happened to you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, there was no place or reason for that, and I'm sorry that it happened, basically. Because what else can she do? <laughs> and uh, we move on to the date. Uh... We see Matt, and he is working out in the woods, Rocky Four style. For no reason at all. For no reason. He probably has a perfectly working gym at the Nemecolon Resort. He's like, sometimes you just got to, like, air out, you know, you got to get out that aggression. You got to get out that energy. Yeah. And you got to do it in the cold. Right. And the girls show up, and he is punching punching a punching bag. And he lets and the him way know. he's just like, oh, hey, guys. Right. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear you coming. <laughs> I didn't know you were there. Uh, Katie runs up and gives him a big hug. Yes. I was proud of Katie for that. I was like, that's right, girl. Yeah. Get, your, get your time. Uh, so then he lets us know. He lets him know that working out and staying fit is a big part of his life. And he brings out famous boxer Mia St. John. Okay, did you know who this was? Nope. And they're going to teach the girls how to box. The way that they're acting when they're like, oh my gosh, it's me or St. John. Maybe oh, she's like a... Maybe she's like a fitness-like person. And like... I, no clue. Okay, well, I did, maybe like one or two of them knew who she was and the rest of them were pretending. Yeah. 
It's like um, whenever they have those those um uh, the musical artists on and then they you say their name and it's like you act like they act like they know them. Yeah. But it's like no one's heard of this person at all. No. Don't don't fake it. Uh and they're gonna teach them how to box. And then the I love how they keep saying that they're gonna do this in front of a live studio audience. I'm just like, just say the other girls are coming to watch. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend like it's new people. It's not new people. You're not testing all these people. Right. You're just bringing the girls who are sitting and doing nothing into a place where they're going to do nothing at. Right. That's what I thought. Like, I, that's exactly what I thought. I thought it was funny that, like, it's like, oh, live. You already know these people. <laughs> right. Uh, so then they go to the ring, and Wells is joining Chris in the booth. Uh-huh. For one Please sentence? For one sentence? Right. This was the quickest date ever. I literally do not remember Wells saying anything, honestly. I, I think remember, he said, he said Katie was like, fiery. Oh, cool, Wells is there. Don't remember anything after. He said Katie was fiery. I think that was the only thing he said. They really did edit out so much. Yeah. <laughs> Even they, Ben Higgins being there on that date didn't matter. No, didn't matter whatsoever. Uh... We start off with uh, Katie and Jacenia, who, mm-hmm. poor Jacenia, she gets all the frustration that Katie has with Victoria and Anna just taken out on her, and she just gets the crap beaten out of her. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Uh, then, and I don't know, I missed it the first time, and I saw it the second time. I want to know if you saw it. When Katie was punching Jacenia repeatedly in the face. And they were doing all the the takes of people of of the women's faces, and they're like, uh-huh. "Oh my goodness!" And they're 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 all in shock. They show us Kit, and I don't know if you noticed this, but someone's hands are on Kit's shoulders from behind, and they are long, masculine fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh. Matt is cuddling up the Kit from behind. As they watch the fights. Not cuddling, but his hands are like comfortably just like sitting on her shoulders. So he's doing a little snuggle though. A little he's he's getting a little bit of a snuggle in mid-date. Okay, I think you're right. And I think that that is, oh my gosh, your observations are so keen. I think you're right. And I think that they are saving this. Kid's probably going to make like a big a big run for the, the, the home stretch. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and they're just saving the edit. Yeah. But I did not see that the first time, and I saw it the second time, and I re- and then I rewound it about a minute and watched it again, and yes, his hands were definitely on her shoulders. Interesting. Indeed. Okay. Uh, Kit? Right, right. Uh, <laughs> Katie clearly wins the fight. Uh, Serena, P, and Kit fight next. Serena wins. Piper and Rachel fight. No idea who wins because they don't even talk about it. And then Lauren gets smacked around by Serena. Lauren smacks her Serena C around and pops her good in the face. Punches her straight in the nose. Pops her good in the face. Uh, and then they decide to just call the rest, call that fight. And that was. Did he call the fight or was that it? Didn't everybody fight? Well, he he called, that was the final fight. So I think he was like, okay, that's it for this. Like like this fight yeah. is done. Because was there supposed to be more? No, that was the last fight, I think. 
So then it act, he acted like he was the hero. It was like, no, cut it. That's it. I don't want these people to get hurt. But I was like, but didn't everybody just fight? Yes. So really, you're not the hero that saved the day. No. Just cut. You quote unquote cut the fight or stop the fight, even though it was over. I'm looking back at the day card. Yeah, he. Everyone. Everyone fought. That's what I, like, I literally sat there and I was like, isn't that everyone though? Mm -hmm. So people who are not paying attention to this could have been like, oh, that's so nice. Like, he's right. It got dangerous. No, y'all. Everybody fought. (laughs) Yeah. Acting like he did. He played the hero. Uh, We head back to the after party. He talks to Rachel first and she shares how this has been a hard week with the new girls here. And they reassure each other that they do like each other. Uh, Piper and Matt get cozy outside. They basically have the same thought that they both need a better job of showing how much they care about each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it looks they look good together. Uh, Anna and Victoria. Anna and Victoria are talking crap, obviously, about the new girls back at the, uh, back at the resort. And this is when Victoria says Brittany gives her serial killer vibes and calls Catalina the dumbest hoe she's ever seen. Like, how is Brittany giving serial killer vibes? She's not. She's, she's not. Like, Victoria she's just so Victoria's just making crazy outlandish statements about people that are not founded in any fact. They just she just makes me so uncomfortable. She they just so uncomfortable. She's just making wild accusations. Yeah. Because they know that they're losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know that they're, they're not gonna. They're not gonna get this. Uh. So yeah. And then we cut back to the date. All the and then basically a similar thing to a less ex, lesser extent is happening at the date, except mm-hmm. for MJ, who would have fit in right along with Anna and Victoria, just trashing these women for no reason, and she yeah. feels comfortable doing it because the only girls on these date. There's no new girls on this date. No. So she feels comfortable saying whatever she wants to say. Yeah. And some of the girls are just like playing along. Some of them are laughing, but like most of them are just like not. They're just like, yeah, that it really sucks that they're here. Mm-hmm. And I would rather them not be here. Uh, Piper says that she has made some jokes about the girls, but she feels bad about it. Yeah, even that, though, that exchange was kind of weird because it was like the laugh that they had, it was kind of facetious. Yeah. But uh, Katie goes out to talk to Matt about how she feels like she's fighting a battle by herself, protecting Mm -hmm. these new girls. And especially with the Britney rumors going on, this could ruin her life and it kind of needs to end. I really appreciate the fact that Katie didn't name names though. Like she didn't, she didn't say, like she just said with the new girls and there's rumors going on. She didn't say who was saying the rumors. She didn't say who the rumors were about. She just gave it overall and just said, I think they would listen more if it came from you, you know, Um, which I really appreciate because it was like she had done everything that she could do. Yeah to mediate, to, you know, uh, what do they, what do they call it? De-escalate the situation and they weren't listening. 
Yeah. And it was a mob mentality. So she was she was on a losing battle. It mm-hmm. was her and four girls that everyone else hated. Mm-hmm. And I did think it was interesting. I'm glad that she spoke up again. Yes. That, hey, we're going to have to get over it. You know, at some point, we're going to have to get over it. Like, they they are here, you know, to get time, too. So, basically, it's like, that's the name of the game. So, like, we can complain, but we're going to get over it. Um, and just the way that they looked at her when it was, like, uh, speak for yourself kind of thing. Right. Because um, it, it's like they're just having fun dwelling in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's toxic. Like, yes. I find it ironic that they were so mad at other people about being toxic when they are, like, collectively, I feel like they are, like, a cesspool. <laughs> yeah, they're, te- they're a cesspool of toxicity. And it is, it's just not fun. I told you, I told you when Tasha's season was still going on, remember when I said, we are going to watch a bunch of middle schoolers? I, I don't know if that's fair. Because I think really? we, I think we have middle schoolers. I think the inmates are running the asylum right now. I think that given a different, I think if we take certain people out of the crowd, the uh, the Serenas and the Pipers who are going along with it would be better. I think if there was more Katies and Victorias, then this would be a better different situation. Maybe that's what's interesting, too, and I'm just having trouble with, is that there's not more Katie's. Like, really only one person in that house is like, hey, we need to stop. We need to stop. What do we, what is a trend that we see with winners? Winners stay out of it. They're not on the side of, they're not on the side of good and they're not on the side of bad. That's true. That is very true. Zach could not have been less a part of that drama. That is very true. So Bree and Abigail might watch the show and they know the way to win is to skate by because yeah. if they don't, be- if they open their mouth, they become a target mm-hmm. and that target t- Victoria and Anna are going to take someone down with them. Yeah. So it's just a matter of who am I going to get, allow her to take me down with her. Or is someone else going to be taken down with her? And I don't think Katie's going to be taken down just yet. No. I think eventually, yeah. I, I don't think she's going to win, but I don't think she's going to go down with go down with these women. No, I think that I think that Katie will Katie will probably get mid season, you know, either mid season or like maybe hometowns. I think she goes out like the week before, or the, I think she goes down the week or two before hometowns. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Because I don't think she's going to make it to hometowns. I think there's f- people with far better connections even already. Yeah. So unless things change, yeah, I don't see her making it that far. Something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, power rankings, do you have any? I, 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 I said you can do next week if you, if you wanted to, but I didn't know if you had any. I don't have them set yet, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling a breeze. Okay, the new girls threw me for a loop because his connection with Michelle is yeah. like already mm-hmm. it's like solidifying. Yes. You know, like he said, he had conversation connection with her even more so than some of the girls that have been there for weeks. So I think Michelle, I did not anticipate adding a new girl into my final. 
but Michelle has a high possibility. I will have my my final four locked in next week. Okay, my final, my top five. I'm giving you got myself your top a five already. I got a top five. This is you locking them in. I am, I am for this week. These are until things shake up. These are my top five. Okay. Bree, Michelle, Abigail, Rachel, Kit. Okay, like our conversations about Kit, I think Dude, you, I Kit, think you Kit might is, be onto something. Kit is quietly skating. Yeah, they I think have, you are onto something. Even when he says her name in rose ceremonies, he smiles. I fingers crossed hope that Kit gets super far, and I hope that we are able to snag an interview with her. <laughs> I'm just saying, Kit, come on the show. <laughs> Kit is, I like Kit a lot. Yeah. She like I and here's the thing I didn't know I would like Kit that much, you know. But yeah. there's something about her personality that mm-hmm. I just appreciate. Can we talk about the fact that this is the first in three Bachelorette seasons that I've Bachelor seasons that I've watched that there's not a quietly crazy girl that I think is super attractive and I think is much better than she <gasps> is. You're right, and that I'm like hounding you on and yeah. being like. My gosh, I can't believe it. Yeah. There's no Alea this year. I got a crazy last season, which was Bennett. <laughs> yes. I, I fell for the trap. <laughs> there is no Alea this year. You're right. They're not quite, like, it's, they're all Alea. <laughs> because my, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> because my favorites this season are Bree, Katie, and Abigail. And mm-hmm. if though if one of those is bad then i just don't know if i can watch the series anymore brie katie and abigail right like if if one of those are bad people i will have been ultimately bamboozled if kate what if katie in a plot twist like has fooled the nation like i can't i can't i can't i i as a fan of the show cannot handle katie being a bad person what's funny though too is katie Last week when she was mad at Sarah and she was like getting her time. Can I have my time back? Can I have my time back? You know, and she was like mad at her. Katie could have taken a turn in that moment and been like, I don't care about you. Like she could have been like, I'm firmly either the villain or like I'm firmly like an alpha who is going to take charge of the situation and lead the pack of the house to your destruction. (laughs) And she did not. She didn't. With she, great power it, comes great responsibility. In a crazy twist of events, was like, hey, what's going on with you, Sarah? Let's talk about it. And then listened to her story and then cried with her. Yeah. And then defended her, spoke up for her. Mm-hmm. When she was upstairs still crying, but also when she is gone. Katie is the hero that we did not know we deserved. The, well, we we don't deserve. We, she's the hero that we needed. We didn't deserve her. We don't. Bachelor Nation does not no. deserve Katie. We don't deserve her, but we need her. Yes, Katie <laughs> is possibly the best member of Bachelor Nation. Maybe because Tasha, as great as she was, has had petty moments. Oh yeah, she had petty moments. She but had petty moments. She had petty moments in Bachelor in Paradise. When she was making fun of Angela with Nicole. Oh. So we have seen 
Tasha be petty on TV. We have yet to see Katie be anything but perfect. You're right. You're right. But okay. that's which like and which Tasha, I just love her because we're all petty, you know. Yes. We're all petty at some point in our lives. So I'll accept her pettiness. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to finish up here, folks. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. We have, we both, both social medias had active uh, stories and tweets on Monday night. So if you're not following along for Ernie's good posts and polls and my fire tweet after fire tweet, you're missing out and you need to go follow them both on social media. And also please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. That's right, guys. We don't still miss have... out. Friends don't, miss... friends don't let friends miss out on good social. That's right. And we also still only have five ratings on Apple Podcasts, so get on it. Did someone else say that they couldn't stand us? No, not yet. <laughs> we just have the one one star. Like the one, whatever. I don't even care about Sean and Catherine. Sorry, not sorry. Oh no, that was a different. That was a different. That was a different medium. So we have a place. We have a. We have somebody that hates us on both Apple and Podbean. Hey, um, all publicity is good publicity. That's right. So. Okay. Uh, would I prefer five stars? Yes. Will I take a three? Sure. <laughs> all right. Anything else, Ernie? Nope, that's all I got. All right, until next week when we hopefully see uh, some women dismissed. Oh, please. Yes. I am praying for a dismissal. One, one swoop. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.